You are now tuning in to Life on Life with Cheyenne and Keenan, where we're discussing all things discipleship. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the first episode of Life on Life with Cheyenne and Kena. I'm Cheyenne Gray. And I'm Kena Burks. So why are we here, Kena? You know what? I'm so glad that you asked that question, Cheyenne. The reason why we're here is because... God said so. <laughs> That's true, though. Um, <laughs> when you think about the title, Life on Life with Cheyenne and Kena, the main reason why it's called what it is is because the idea of discipleship. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from in the Bible? Oh, well, you're going right into it. It is actually um, the model of relationship um, that Jesus led with the 12 disciples Mm. to be a learner and follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we have had that experience for over, what, eight years now? Just about eight, seven years. Mm -hmm. I think it's eight years. Mm -hmm. And so we just really have learned so much, have gleaned so much from the Word of God and our experience together. And we have seen some really high successful moments Mm -hmm. and we've overcome some really awesome trials and challenges too. Yeah. And so we believe that God has like just allowed us to build this awesome, solid relationship with him as the foundation. Yes. Jesus as the foundation. Mm -hmm. And we want to share that with people because we want to continue to encourage us to live out the great commission. Yep. We are to go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. Right? Baptizing them and teaching them Mm -hmm. and, man, just equipping people to advance the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the the heart behind Life on Life with Cheyenne and Kena. Yeah. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's it. That's it. And so you say, well, who is who? Right? Mm -hmm. We have Cheyenne and Kena. So who disciples who? I'm the follower. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Man, but she really is the leader. Um, so just to give you some context and some background of our relationship, um, we saw, we met each other about eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was at a... Chicken restaurant. <laughs> Can we say the name? Um, no, I'd rather not. The chicken coop. We'll just call it that. I like the chicken coop. Um, so actually I was recruiting for the chicken coop at the boys and girls club. Cheyenne was one of the students who was at the boys and girls club looking for a job, not really looking for a job. Um, I was looking for a job, just not that job, (laughs) not at the chicken coop. (laughs) I still wanted to be a vet then. You did. So I was trying to find something in the, in between. Mm, The zoo. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That wasn't there. So, um, yeah, I saw Cheyenne across the room and everything in me said, yep, that's the one. That's the one you came here for. And she looked at me and almost rolled her eyes and was like, don't look at me. Don't. I'm not the one. Right? Um, And I kind of beckoned her Mm -hmm. to come to the table and talk to me. Mm -hmm. You're looking for a job, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Actually, I am. We're hiring. And (laughs) I believe you will be one of our greatest leaders to work here at the Chicken Coop. That's really strange. Because I said I'd never go back to fast food. I had walked out of my fast food, my last one. Mm -hmm. Walked clean out, which isn't liking me, but I I didn't clock out, didn't do nothing, just left out the back door. And so you telling me to come to the chicken coop, (laughs) which is ultimate fast food. and Fast food on steroids. Literally. Yeah. So again, that's how we met. Mm -hmm. Now, 
when you accepted this challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one, you were in need, and we had an opportunity to pay you more than a lot of other people would have paid you too. Mm-hmm. And so I said, man, I think about the idea of when you go fishing, you really need good bait. Yeah. Right. And at that time, you were a college student, mm-hmm. and you had some bills. Yep. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I know they're not paying you as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Come on over here to the chicken coop. Mm-hmm. We'll make it worth your while. And boy, I tell you, seven years later, we're on a podcast together. <laughs> Um, so Cheyenne, tell me what your experience was initially when you joined the chicken coop team. Um, initially I thought that the store would get up and leave me where I was standing because everybody was moving so fast. I literally heard people going, shoom, shoom. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, I'm not going to be here long. I'm going to find something else and I'm going to get up out of here. I'm not going to connect with too many people. I'm just going to do my job. And then you, I think the first thing was you invited me to the back to the Boys and Girls Club to interview people. I'm like, man, what's really going on? Because I'm just cleaning up the dining room at this point, and I'm trying to do my best to do that. And then we had a conversation at the table. I remember the table. <laughs> and you said, Cheyenne, you are supposed to be a leader. And I remember thinking, but I'm supposed to be a follower. I was a self-prescribed follower Mm. I all leaders need a follower I'll be your follower I'm your girl and so you told me I'm supposed to be a leader and you were like you can make this position here's a position well here's this gap and here's what I see you doing but this is after time too I had been Mm -hmm. in the dining room had I gone up to front counter as well Mm -hmm. yep okay I had they asked me to come up front and this is a shock to me because (laughs) I'm still just trying to do my best to clean the dining room. I'm starting to talk to people more. I'm coming out of my shell. I'm moving faster now. So I'm just trying to grow. I'm just trying to do a good job. That's so good. I'm glad you said that because what I noticed was that this is when I started identifying that you were, shall I say, off (laughs) in the spirit. Um, And when I say off in the spirit, I mean, I mean... It, I started watching you get to know people. I was stressing for oh, you to yeah. get to know people, right? Yeah. And the way you were getting to know people was just different than what I expected. <laughs> and when I say this, listeners, I want you to hear me out, okay? This is a discipleship podcast. <laughs> that means we wholeheartedly believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He's the only way to God. There's only one God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, okay? And Cheyenne was in this chicken coop asking people what their Zodiac sign was. (laughs) That's how I was getting to know people. And I would spend hours talking to people (laughs) about their Zodiac signs, about their lives. But I was getting to know them. That's right, right, right. I was spending more time at work. And And that was not (laughs) what I needed. (laughs) I was an ambassador. I was sent there to be an ambassador for Christ. (laughs) And um, this young lady that you sent to us, God... I see why. She needs Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember you walked up to me and you said, what? What's your sign? And what was my response? The cross. (laughs) And so that that hilarious new TikTok trend that's going out with the, what's your zodiac sign? The cross. We already thought of that. We already thought of that. (laughs) Kino said it first. Look, I really want to act like I coined that one. (laughs) But really, that was the first red flag I saw. And I said, wow. Okay. This is the real need. I know mm-hmm. she's a leader, but she ain't finna lead the people away or a stray guy. 
<laughs> so we gonna have to do what? Get her. So um, me, my now husband, and our friend, we just kind of discussed. We talked about Cheyenne. Like, oh man, she's really cool. We think she'd be great. Um, however, we all need to be uh, on watch because she off, y'all. Mm-hmm. I think she does that astrology stuff. And so that began our journey to pursuing you in Christ. And we knew we had to go in stealth. And and I don't know if I'll say stealth as much as just being loving or strategic, rather, yeah. um, because I was outright. No, you were outright. Except for when we went to dinner. <laughs> and I wasn't sure what your motive was. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and describe that. So I think by the time we had discussed, because I still thought you were cool by this mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and you thought I was pretty cool too, even though mm-hmm. I was into what I was into. But you were like, you know, let's be friends outside of work. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And you said, let's go out to eat. Let's go to dinner. So we went to dinner. We had a good time. We had a good conversation. And then you said, let's go for a walk. And so then I was like, hmm, <laughs> this dinner is lasting longer than dinner. And we're going for a walk. <laughs> is my manager trying to date me? And at this time, because at that time I was dating women too. So I was like, hmm, that'll be really just off because I don't want to date my manager. (laughs) And so, but I didn't know in that time, in the walk, you were talking about your testimony and how you came to know Jesus. And I knew people who still dated women and still believed in Jesus. So I was, I was just really confused. But as time went on, I came to know that you were serious about, um, bringing my soul to Jesus Christ. And that's where, that's when that wall kind of went up Mm -hmm. because of my own personal experiences. I believed how, because of how I was living, that I was meant to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And so if you're telling me like, no, you should love Jesus. You should come to Jesus. I'm like, how, if he my op, like I can't, I'm not supposed to side with the opposition. If I'm living this way, I'm over here. He over there. And you like, no, nah, he love you. No, he don't. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, he don't love me. But you, through time, and we'll, you know, start talking about, but through time, you started showing me that. Like, you lived that out. And that was, that's where those things started growing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think about when, after that, uh, walk and dinner, um, the establishment of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I like to preface this. I, when we tell our friendship story, it is always fun to me because there were things about Cheyenne that I never caught. Mm. I always believe, and I always believe this, that God allowed my eyes to be shut, pretty much like the scales over my eyes, to certain aspects of your life so that... I can focus on the main thing. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be about changing your sexual orientation. Right. Right. It wouldn't be about, ooh, Cheyenne. I mean, I was like, man, if she a witch, we ain't going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that the word of God was going to deal with you. And I'm so glad that I didn't experience or I didn't get a chance to be privy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my intuition did not catch on to the but, fact that. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Because even. I think we're kind of trailing off a little bit. But even when you said, like, oh, she a witch, we're not going to deal with it. Like, if you would have known exactly what I was dealing with and what I was Mm -hmm. doing, it's like what could have been lost. Because even then, love conquers all things. So love conquers witchcraft. Love conquers spells, sorcery. And I think some of those things can become so taboo Mm -hmm. and so, you know, like big. But if 
I just thank God that you had those scales over your eyes. You know what I'm saying? We could have been on a witch hunt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it could have turned turned into something totally different. Religious. Yeah, we wouldn't have got, I wouldn't have gotten the love of Christ from you. There you go. Amen. Yeah. So um, when you think about this again in our story of meeting, um, just introducing, I think about when I would walk up to you and I, I did often ask God, I'm like, Lord, how do I approach her? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say to disciple makers, disciple leaders, um, it was so important to me to make sure that I did not offend the little one mm-hmm. because Cheyenne didn't know Jesus. At that moment, I knew that it was important and the main goal was to get her saved no matter how long it took. It was imperative that I did not offend the little one. Mm-hmm. So every step of the way, Holy Spirit was included in our friendship it didn't matter the season, mm-hmm. the timing, whatever you decided to go through, the the hot and cold of our friendship. It was, okay, so she's down today. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And the Lord told me, don't mention no scripture today. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and love on her. Buy her lunch. Yeah. Take her to catering orders with you. Mm. Get her out the store. She's frustrated. Right? And so he allowed me to learn you so that he could love you through all these different time periods in your life. Yeah. Um, and so I think I want to come to the place where when you started seeing your all of your relationships change, when you're like, uh, I'll say, I'll, maybe I'll back up some. How did you um, manage or how did you work through our friendship when you were, I mean, I guess when you realized like this was, I was serious about this Jesus thing and you were, you know, you were the op or he was the op. Mm-hmm. Really, you was the op. Um, cause he ain't never the op. No, he's never the op. Okay. So how did you like, what did you, what did you choose to pull from? Like, what, what, what was that like for you? Our friend developing our friendship? Um, you were consistent and also you were helping me despite of that. Like you were helping me grow professionally and you were consistent in that. And so it was like, if I could, if my emotions were going to get in the way of anything, it couldn't get in the way of my money. Right. And it was like, well, I have to, and one thing that we talk about often is if you're going to grow professionally, you're going to have to grow personally. And so these things that are changing professionally, they had to start changing in my real life. And if I'm having to separate myself from people in my job, I'm going to have to separate myself from people in my real life. And that's what was like literally taking place almost like month by month, day by day, I started losing friends. (laughs) And I'm looking at you. I remember that day we were standing outside, the sun was setting. (laughs) And I'm like, my friends are gone. And you didn't say like, no, they shouldn't have did that. You're just like, what are you going to do? Or like, what does that mean to you? And I'm like, I don't know, but it hurt my feelings. You know, it hurt. I trusted these people, but you didn't you didn't change. You didn't switch up. You continued to challenge me and say, you're all hope isn't lost. You're still going to grow through this. And so that's what I held on to when we we're on these catering drives. We're talking about like my life. I remember talking about my, my family and stuff. And you're literally asking me questions like, so what are you going to do? I'm starting to question the scriptures. I remember one time we were talking about like crystals and stuff. Um, And I'm starting to really consider the things that I believe in. And that's what I will hold on to any at any time when my emotions was like, yeah, I just really can't fool with her because she on that side. You were still bringing me truth. And that's not something you can deny. Mm. And that's what 
I had like, I couldn't deny that what you were saying was the truth. I would go back and fact check it in the Bible. And then I would usually go check with the people around you too. So I was checking with Daryl and Jamal. So you say you don't believe in um, people, same-sex marriage. Well, Jamal, what you think? And Jamal said yes. And then usually Daryl was the last person because Daryl is always the cool guy. But Daryl had the same beliefs. He said the same thing. And I was like, all right, they for real. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. That was, I think, the first time I saw a riff personally in our friendship. Mm-hmm. When you asked me that question after work, mm-hmm. you said, Kina, I want to know if mm-hmm. you had a really great friend and they were looking to get married to the same sex, mm-hmm. would you go to the wedding? Would you support it? And my answer was no. Mm-hmm. No. Simply, very simply, no. It was very clear. You said, no. I was like, wow. And I was, because I was, our friendship was growing, so I'm thinking about inviting you to my wedding. And I'm like, I did not know you had plans or intentions on getting married. Yeah. And you didn't say, hey, I'm getting married. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about getting married. Would you come to my wedding? You just said, generally speaking, <laughs> right? I got a friend. I got a friend. <laughs> and so would you? And I'm like, no, nah, man. Mm-hmm. I'll support same-sex marriages, that's not the order that the Lord has given us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you were so livid. You mm-hmm. were upset about that. And I was like, wow, she's really upset. I wonder why. Yeah. Well, just keep loving her. and um, Maybe she'll come around and understand why or respect yeah. why you say no. And then I look up and, you know, of course, four years later, we find out why. <laughs> Ain't that funny? Four years later. You know? Um, so, uh-huh. yeah, this is a, a little spiel about how... Just like our relationship unfolded over time, mm-hmm. right? What do you want to ask about our relationship from my point of view? One of my main questions you kind of answered mm. about dealing with the hot and cold aspect. But let's talk about even finding out later. Mm-hmm. How do how did you manage that? Because it's real easy to be like, why you ain't be 100 with me you know Mm. like it's really easy to feel like dang you just now like how do you even essentially I guess not take it personal but grow with somebody in that too man that's beautiful um great question so just not to sound all like scholastic if that's a word sounds scholastic Uh, okay great uh (laughs) when you think about discipleship one this is not I'm not responsible for the end result Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for the details Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for being a messenger. Yeah. Getting you close, connected, re- heart, you know, wrenching, desiring Jesus. Yeah. I am literally the conduit trying to find someone to give Jesus to. Yeah. Right? So I knew that. And every day I was reminded and would remind myself, I'm not responsible for the end result. Yeah. You said, Lord, that she is yours. So I'm trusting in that. Mm. Uh, so I'm not worried about, I'm not her, I got my own life. Oh, ooh. So to be digging all in your life that deep, I was going to mess up mine anyway. Yeah. I was going to be over obsessed. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that just, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. That's too, you're, you're now becoming the person's God or Holy Spirit because now you're trying to mm-hmm. put stuff together, put two and two. God already know those details. Mm-hmm. So he'll deal with that. He did. Man, literally. Um, once you continue to get the word, mm-hmm. you start fact-checking your stuff. You started asking more questions, and I saw your heart melting more. Literally. So it wasn't, I didn't have to pry. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't gotta uh you about to get this work is mm-hmm. what I would tell everybody. Mm-hmm. You about to get this work. Not like she was about to beat me up though. <laughs> <laughs> the word is a sword. But um, really though. That's so good. What two things what you said reminds me of that prayer in John 17 that Jesus prayed mm-hmm. um right before he went on the cross, but he was saying, like, God, these are your people that mm-hmm. you gave me. Yep. And I just want them to see me and you, like how you be with me and how we be with each other. Yep. But for them. Yeah. And that just really just became real to me right now. Mm. But so you say you had to live your own life. What was your life like too uh-huh. on the other side? Like what were some things even professionally yeah. and personally that you were growing through? Cause you came through a lot professionally. That's why I could trust what you were giving me professionally. Cause I'm, but anyways, so I'm so glad, right? I am growing at this time through so much adversity. Never have I worked at a high level, executive level rather in a chicken restaurant, mm-hmm. a restaurant in general. I've always done office work or mm-hmm. nonprofit work, and I hadn't actually planned on being there for long either. Oh, look at this. Look at okay? God. Look at God. And so I'm like, man, I have to, I have to model Christ, and I got to be honest about where I really am too. Mm-hmm. So I'm battling with my coworker who looks down on me, critiques everything I do. Oh, man. And with the favor and hand of God, like the relationships that I'm allowed to just build are we're, we're maintaining and growing this store. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that he's running off, I'm like, no, 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 you belong here. Mm-hmm. You a leader. You you are going to learn how to grow through that, uh, through those different trials and, and all these different, you know, issues that are arising here as I am going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, and what I knew was, because I grew really fast, right? Yeah. And I was like, look, I can't grow. I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. I need a team. And I need folks I can trust. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a handful of us, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, listen, I don't know what's about to happen. I don't know where we're going. But I promise you, I got you if you ride with me. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Uh, it's okay. Um, and the whole team was like, okay. And <laughs> I mean, it was like going to war for the team. Really? Every often. single day. Oh. Crying because... I'm getting dogged out. Mm-hmm. I'm being told I'm a left fielder. Mm. And this guy's an all-star pitcher, y'all. Mm-mm. If you are a baseball fan, I had to go and research this. But if you are a baseball fan, you know what a left fielder is. They don't get no play. They're really the ones that they got the lowest check on the team. Because don't nobody hit no foul balls. Mm-mm. Those folks, like, why would I let somebody go bat just going to hit a foul ball? Mm-mm. You're not getting play. I want the all-star pitcher. I want the outfielder. I want the first base. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Those are, and I, listen, I learned this and I started going to baseball games too because I had to figure it out because I'm trying to figure out who you trying to, who you talking about. <laughs> you said take okay? me out to the. <laughs> <laughs> but really though, okay. and so I'm dealing with like pride. Yeah. I'm getting humbled every day. Um, I'm also discipling another young lady at that time. Oh Yeah. So, you surely was. I almost forgot. Man, discipling right another young lady who had the same access to me that you did. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting that work from her. Ooh. I'm giving her the same gospel. I'm giving her the same attention. Actually, some more. I'm picking her up and dropping her off at work. I work at 5 in the morning. She work at 2 p.m. And I'm making it happen. Ooh. Across town. Right? And I'm learning at that moment, what is it to be a servant? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the cost of... Of getting these folks saved. Mm-hmm. Like, are you ready to pay that cost? Yeah. While I'm in getting engaged, 
Yeah. Right? I'm getting engaged at that moment until marriage. Yeah. We were married at yeah. our store. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at right, at right before a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going through real life stuff. Yes. And I have to honor the Lord with all these relationships. Jesus. Right? And so when you say that, how do you balance all that? It was like, man, the glory of the Lord is really on me. Mm-hmm. Like, who was that that said that in the Bible? Um, it was like, like his his glory was really saturating me mm-hmm. because you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. X, Y, Z got what they needed. Mm-hmm. The store got what they needed. Mm-hmm. And I had to get what I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was just really a, yeah. It just makes me think of the importance of church. <laughs> Man, cause we, I, I was talking to somebody today just about I don't go to church cause we go to church often mm-hmm. compared to some people. Mm-hmm. You know, they may say we go to church too much, but we be there though. Yeah, but we're not just going to go. Man. I'm not like you were. Y'all were literally bringing what y'all got taught right back to the store to me. Somebody who did not want to go to that church because I had visited and I didn't like it. But that's my church now. I love that church. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but y'all were lit you were literally going to church, worshiping the Lord, seeking out wise counsel and coming back and living that out. Mm-hmm. Which is something we're gonna talk about too mm-hmm. later. I don't want to give the title now. Right. But so yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that? No, seriously. Uh, there's no way that you can disciple somebody effectively without having true leadership and being submitted to your house, mm. to your local church. Say it one more time. There's no way that you can effectively disciple somebody mm-hmm. without submitting to your local house and allowing it to disciple you. Woo! Okay? And I firmly believe that because I think about, you know, my one of my favorite books in the Bible— the Thessalonians, when Absolutely. Paul goes to, to Thessalonica, uh-huh. and he's like, okay, I've been toiling with y'all from, the theologians would say, three weeks to three months. Uh-huh. You know, we really don't know the time frame, but it had to be within that time frame. Mm-hmm. And he is toiling with them. Mm-hmm. If they don't eat, he don't eat. Mm-hmm. If they don't sleep, he don't sleep. Mm-hmm. If they working, he working. He ain't taking nothing from them. Mm-hmm. He's not taking nothing. But he told them in the letters that when I get to heaven and God asked me, what's my like my most prized possession, I'm going to turn around and you're going to watch the whole world be impacted by this small group of individuals I spent this time with discipling. Wow. So it looked, it, it was corporate discipleship yeah. that had this global impact Yeah. on believers. Ooh. Okay, right? And so that was like my fuel. I was like, look, I know that I, I told everybody I caught a big fish. Wow, that's really I caught a big fish. <laughs> I know, right? I caught a big fish. I know I did. I mean, it's for the kingdom. I'm like... Jesus, mm-hmm. hey, this one right here, she, hey. about to, she about to get this Generation Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because her testimony is is wild. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm a I'm a church girl, like from 10 on a pastor's aid committee, the, the usher board. I am I've been kicked out of choirs, put in <laughs> choirs for for a particular reason. I, I, I've been all through the church dance ministries. Come on now. You hear me? Dance. Liturgical dance. With all the layers. <laughs> okay? I've been told and warned by prophets. You know, it was, uh, if you give your if you give your body away, if you give your body away early, Kenny, you're going to lose the anointing on your life. Mm. Right? And it followed me all my life. Yeah. But I was still tainted by the ineffectiveness of my then previous church. Right? Yeah. And so, 
You look at the church we're part of now, Divine Life Church. And so the importance of having a local house, again, shout out to my church, Divine Life Church. Boop, boop. You know what I'm saying? Um, that really, really focuses on that, that key of discipleship, yes. right? And effective discipleship, not the coffee shop discipleship. Come on Like now. life on life. You were with me when I had to sometimes take people home, mm-hmm. pick people up, mm-hmm. deal with my fiance slash husband at work, mm-hmm. uh, deal with when I got uh, ridiculed at work, mm. when I got played out of a job, Boy. Um, when I was mm-hmm. when somebody wanted to slap me, whoa, um, at work, all the many different times I got cursed out whoa. at work. And was able to stand on 10 toes like, that ain't going to happen. We have self-control. Man. Uh, We have love. Wow. Uh, A soft answer turns away wrath. Man, that's so funny. And I always have the police on my side. Okay. So if you want to act up, I have a couple friends that are close to me. And I have their personal numbers, sir, ma'am, whoever you are at the chicken shack. Come on now. (laughs) I will call them because I cannot lose a witness. Oh, my god! I can't. It matters so much. And I learned that from our church. Yeah. Like, the different experiences that they've had. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of this one time. I remember, you probably weren't there, but I had all the students. It was like a transition period mm-hmm. um, at work. So, it was like, you know, the end of first shift, beginning of second shift. And that's when the lady threw the chicken on my face. Mm, I don't think I was there. No, you weren't. This lady got mad and said her Grilled chicken was cold. And you know grilled chicken ain't dry. Mm-hmm. It's wet. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I see it? She pulled it out of the container and slapped it on my face. Mm, 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 mm. That's right. Grilled chicken. And, it, you know, we had a certain marinade on that thing. I just don't like it um, to this day because it, it landed on my nose and my lip. Okay? Wicked. And at that point, we get. Um, and my neck got hot. My ears got hot. And all the kids was like, Miss Keena, what you want us to do? And I had a I had a split second to give them a, a a directive, and they were they were bought in. I didn't gave, gave everybody raises. Yeah. Like I am I am your plug, right? I oh. these kids ain't never made the kind of money they they were making at our store, mm-hmm. and I would do anything for them. Mm-hmm. So when I think about Paul and Thess- and Thessalonica, these this is where it was for me. Mm-hmm. This was the land that I was discipling in, and folks were bought in. And so when that chicken hit my face and hit the floor, the kid said, Miss Keena, what you want to do? I said, keep serving in drive through Don't you let that line uh, go red. You serve these guests out here. Oh, not go red. And I'm going to go back there and get this chicken. Oh, man. Go to the back. I said, D-Meyer, I need the hottest thing off the grill. <laughs> What's on the grill? <laughs> Is what is coming off in six seconds. That's what I, I want to find the best one on the grill. Mm-hmm. Put the bottom bun in this box. Mm-hmm. Put the lettuce on it. Lay the tomato on it. Put that that burg that that meat or that chicken fillet on that. Cover it up with that top bun. Put the wrap on it. Close that box and give it to me. <laughs> and get a cookie. She goes, and I need a cookie for my troubles. After I get slapped in the face with the chicken, right? I'm already hot. I'm burning up, okay? <laughs> um, but I only thing I heard was, you better not lose any of this. Mm-hmm. Their, like, their lives with Jesus will be predicated off of this move here. Mm-hmm. And so we got the hottest chicken. I mean, the hottest cookie out the rack, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, get that other person to cook it later. 
Give me that hot cookie that's sitting on that warmer. Mm-hmm. Okay? Put it in the bag. Here you go, ma'am. I apologize for the inconvenience. And I, I remember when I think about how vengeance is mine and be still and I'll fight for you, I didn't have to say a word. Mm-hmm. So the staff was already mad. And then I looked up and all the customers were like, live it. Mm-hmm. And they like shouted her out of the store. Mm. I can't believe this. Not Kina. Mm. I said, Lord, ain't nothing like having a good name. Mm-hmm. Like Proverbs now. say. Right? And so it was just something that really, it was such a big deal yeah. to honor the Lord, mm-hmm. honor my local church, honor my relationship with you. Because mm-hmm. again, you were my big fish. Mm-hmm. You were my catch. Mm-hmm. If you heard Kina drop this lady... Gave her a one-two, or follow her out to her car, slice her tires or something. That was gonna be my reason. You were going to. That was was it. I was looking for one. No. (laughs) Oh, you said that one time she beat the lady up in this store. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me close my Bible today. She she regular. (laughs) She regular. Let me delete this Bible app because she just like these other Christians that be fighting. We're not going to go into that. Right. Um, <laughs> and so that was something that was really important. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to drag that out. But, like, honestly, again, like, to manage our relationship, to manage my life, yeah. it started with my local church. Yeah. Um, and we'll, again, sure. we'll get into that, too. Man, Man. But for real, shout out to our church because. Oh, why were you mad? And why didn't you want to go to our church? Because you invited me and they was talking about gay people. <laughs> <laughs> That's just to put it real plain. But they was they're having a relationship panel mm-hmm. and there was a woman there mm-hmm. who had come out of um homosexuality and she was a minister. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about like the difference between, you know, God relationships and the world relationships and homosexual homosexual relationships being one of those worldly relationships that's not of God, like that's just not it. And what the word says. And so I already knew what the word says, right? But it just kind of, like, I guess, for lack of a better word, it was triggering. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately was like, yeah, they homophobes and they're bigots. And I just don't, I don't vibe with that. That's not my thing right there. So I was mad at you. I was mad at your church. I was mad at uh, your preacher. <laughs> I was mad at the people that was on the stage. And I don't know, I felt like you were trying to, like, it was, were you trying to fight me? No. <laughs> but... I, that was what it was. And it was, it was a thing to work through Mm -hmm. to even coming to understand your viewpoint and why y'all stood so strongly on it. And it honestly challenged the beliefs of the age too, Mm -hmm. because I came up in this era where it's like anybody who is against your beliefs is your op. New age. Yeah. You are, if somebody says that I don't believe that, you know, gay marriage is the thing to do, then they're, uh, they're your enemy. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to like, you're, you standing on your truths, you standing on truth, helped me to reassess my own beliefs mm. and reassess what I was being indoctrinated with. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about a lot of different things. You, I remember um, you were talking about Donald Trump one day. Mm-hmm. I remember I can literally see me standing in the office and you was talking about, I think you were doing money or something. And I was like, looking at you like, I mean, it just get worse and worse. <laughs> like, but it was helping me. It was literally like being confronted with what I didn't agree with. And, but I'm looking at you like, I agree with how she lived, though. I'm seeing you grow as a leader. I'm seeing you grow professionally. And that was literally 
opposite of what I had been fed. Anybody who had conservative beliefs, they looked like white people with, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pickup trucks, Confederate flags. Man. And I'm looking at you with your Africa earrings on, <laughs> doing really good at this job, helping me, a black woman just like me. And I'm like, what's happening? And then also, I wish you, one day we're going to start doing video. I'm glad we're not doing it today. But you don't, like, you don't look, you didn't look like your typical black church girl. Not that I know what that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. But you ain't look like that. You, I... Yeah. So it's really interesting because I think about this often, how, like, I knew one end and... Again, I've met many women like this mm-hmm. who've had this uh, homosexual background. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of the reason why it was nothing to me was because I know how close I was to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and so when you said like conservative beliefs and watching somebody's life and measuring it with their own. And I was so, I was different than other folks. I was one who was deemed in my family to be gay all my life, mm. right? Um, after being molested by a woman mm. um, and really confused for a number of years, but really declared by the family, yeah, she's going to be gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I look up and I was like, wait, no, I ain't. Mm-hmm. I don't even want this, mm-hmm. you know, but also understanding what those experiences did to me. Yeah. And it created the space to have a heart to say, you know what? This can't be the only conversation. This can't be the only thing about you that there is. Yes. I'm so glad you said right? that. And so when you started seeing more of me. Yes. It, like, you know, I was just really grateful to show you more of me because there's so much more to you. Yes. And that's why I'm glad you said because the things that you were telling me was helping me to realize just that like my identity isn't just in zodiac signs and I remember when I said to my the person I was with then I was like yeah I'm kind of done with the zodiac sign stuff because I don't just want that to be the only thing I'm getting to know people by or even the only thing I want to identify myself as Mm -hmm. and I remember her looking at me like what's really going on here (laughs) but I remember thinking too like I'm not just somebody that dates women like, there is so much more to me than yeah. that. And I think that's even helped me to this day Um, right now. I'm not just my job. I'm not just my job title. And that helped in those times when our mm-hmm. job titles were literally stripped away. What you did don't matter. I mean, whoa. I worked so hard at this. <laughs> I worked so hard. Like, no, actually, my whole life has been changed by this. Mm-hmm. You know, and so working through those things, like, nope. My identity isn't in what I do, mm-hmm. but my identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just so glad that you said that. Yeah. I'm really... Yeah, man. Like, so that's something I really appreciate with this friendship, because I, even prior to the friendship, I always tell you that I had not had really great friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to really learn how to, again, live life and give life. Yeah. And be in life mm-hmm. um, with somebody and it be Jesus-led, mm-hmm. fruitful. Come the on. goal is that this is fruitful. The goal is that you get to Jesus. The goal is not I am always edified and put on a pedestal. Yeah. Right? As your labeled best friend or mm-hmm. sister or mm-hmm. whoever. Um, now, again, <laughs> what life has brought. Don't get mad at it. 
Because she was in real close. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you. That's right. People done seen me have children, have a child, not children, Lord. Um, have a child. Uh, you know, but really looking at how, like, the life-on-life life aspect, it does what it's supposed to do if you do it right. Mm, that's... Not overexposing you. Yeah. Right? Uh, but also, again, giving you authentic walk with yep. Jesus. So, like uh, Sunday night when Apostle was talking about how, you know, being able to, or, yeah, things that, that night. But just talking about, like, if I make a mistake, you can see yes. me get it right. Yes. Because you done seen me go left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Right? Vice versa. Right? But that's the beauty, too. I was just telling you, like, I, it wasn't you. I was talking to um, another one of my friends. But just how good and beneficial it is to grow with somebody in friendship and what it prepares you for and what it will bring out of you. Like so many people will rather go to a singles panel, no shade, but for advice on how to get ready for marriage, but won't dig into their friendships and they won't grow through their friendships. When you have to have a hard conversation, this don't work for me, but y'all friends. You know, usually all your friends think they things work out for you. How they talk, what they do, whatever. Y'all, y'all best friends, right? Y'all sister girls or bros or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and it's like, I truly value this relationship. Not only that it helped me grow in Christ, but it's helped me grow as a single woman too. Mm. It helped me grow in my family. Mm. Huh. In my family relationships. Like it, it helped me grow to have more friends because I lost. I remember at my birthday party this year, I had a lot of my friends over, and I looked. I'm like, none of these people I've known before the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Not one, not one, except for you. Not one person I had known, and I love all of them so much. But I would have never thought that it would have been possible. Because I was so brokenhearted when all my friends left. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a like a testament of what the Lord will restore and what he'll just make whole. Yeah. Tuh. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I just appreciate this, man. We wanted to share our story. Yeah. And the reason why life on life is valuable and effective when you have Jesus as a center. Yes. And you are... Choosing to submit to a house, a local house, Mm -hmm. that is effective and that will stretch you, strain you, pull you, tug you, agitate your religious tail. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that on another episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But And love you. And love you. Man, I can't wait, boy, when we dig into that one, right? Listen, we have so much more in store, but this first episode was really to give you guys an introduction to who we are Mm -hmm. and what this life on life looked like. Okay, and one, we want to say we are so grateful for those who are doing this work. Yes, because people need us to be who God called us to be. Yes. Okay, in your sphere of influence, God needs us or he wants us. We get to partner with him. Actually, Mm -hmm. we get to partner with God. He really don't need us, but he wants us. So uh, submitting to the fact that God wants us to impact the ones that he need. He wants to be a part of the kingdom. It's such a big deal. Yeah. And we want to say thank you so much for doing this work, mm-hmm. for walking with people daily, mm-hmm. right? And for sacrificing your life. Yeah. 
how this month has been the eat my flesh and drink my blood month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, really taking on this hard road of navigating your own walk. Yeah. While helping somebody navigate theirs. Yes. That's not easy to do. Huh. And so, thank you. You, uh, they call them practitioners. You <laughs> disciple makers. <laughs> thank y'all. Like, this for is real. a shout out to y'all for submitting. And then also, shout out to those who are trusting the process and being discipled. Cheyenne, encourage somebody. Mm. Um, encourage. I encourage you. I exhort you. Hi. Uh, <laughs> but be honest about where you are. Last week, I had a week <laughs> about where I was. And don't be afraid to turn away from where you are, too. Don't be afraid to say, yeah, where I'm at is not healthy and I need to turn away. And don't. What about, what about trusting the discipler? Be honest. Be truthful. Be transparent about where you are. Because <laughs> you could. <clears throat> there is something in your discipler's life that you need. And a biblical example is Elisha and Elijah. Elisha said, I want a double portion of what you have, Elijah. I I want what you have. But he had to work and be there with him. And he had to be there when he got caught up. He had to be in place. And sometimes being in place don't just look like being physically in place, but it means your heart is in place. And if your heart isn't in place to receive that mantle, that that coat, that what they have, that anointing, then you're essentially wasting their time and your time too. Mm. Um, so be honest about where you where you are. I had somebody roll a prophet rolled up on me. We were standing next to each other. <laughs> we yeah. were standing there. We had been spending a lot of time together. He said, "You not getting what you need from her," and I was struggling. Mm-hmm. I was struggling. <laughs> This is after she's saved. After I'm saved, I'm still, I still, because we all got to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. right? I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling. Hello. Um, and I I remember just being like, this is trash that I've been. Ghetto. Ghetto. And, but that I've been so close to you, but I ain't been so close to you. Mm-hmm. And. I think of like the things that have happened since that day Mm -hmm. and how much closer we've grown, but how much I've grown too in Christ because I'm able to say, no, this is really what I'm going through Mm -hmm. and what you can speak to. Mm -hmm. You sometimes you don't even know what you're speaking to, what you're doing. Right. (laughs) But (laughs) you do. Mm -hmm. It helps. And so that's what I would encourage anybody who's being disciple is you are connected to that person for a reason you can find every reason to pull back. You can find every reason. You can find every, you can check that person, but I'm telling you, they're still human. They're still human. So, yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys for listening, taking the time out to get to know us. Let us know. Uh, send us some comments or yeah. messages. Let us know what you think about this discussion. Give us some feedback. Know that we're going to take this discussion even deeper <laughs> because it needs to go that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's our favorite thing to do. Man, it's time to go deep of this thing. We love to go, dig. That's it. 
that's how we get to the that's how we get to who God really truly called us to be. Woo! It's to dig past all these layers that the world and that our generational iniquity has placed on us. My God. Again, let's not get too deep right now. Okay. <laughs> but we're gonna discuss this stuff. Yeah, we are. And so we're really grateful for y'all. Thank you for tuning in again. My name is Kina. I'm Cheyenne. And we are your hosts for Life on Life with Cheyenne and Kina. We hope to see you at our next episode. And have a great day. Go in peace.